This is Conversations on Energy FM 102.1 and Choice FM 101.1. Thought leader Harriet Matnew says, quote unquote, women like men must be educated with a view to action or their studies cannot be called education. If events of recent days in South Africa towards women are anything to go by, then it is quite important for us to borrow wisdom from phenomenal women. Motivational books author and life coach Ebenezer Mamabolo joins me in studio tonight for our weekly motivation, and tonight our focus is on lessons from powerful women. Join in the conversation. Our WhatsApp text line is 079-295-1212, You can send us an SMS to 47861. That's 47861. Start each SMS with the short code EFM, and each SMS is charged at one rand fifty. Have your say. Call us now on 015-151-1058. Vanessa, good evening and welcome. Ah, good evening and thank you for having me. Are you well? I am very well. How are you? I'm well. You, your voice sounds a bit low today. Are you coming <laughs> down with flu? No, not yet. Not yet. Okay. Perhaps maybe it's the cold that's had. Ew, it's very cold. It's, it is cold. <laughs> yes. Just to be clear, you are not diminishing lessons that one can draw for males. Yes, yes, we are in no way, we are in no way diminishing any lesson that we could be learning from men. But because of the circumstances and the situation that we find ourselves in, I I felt that it was very important that we should also highlight the, the power that women have and the good things that they are teaching us as men and even us as a society as a whole. So what are these pearls of wisdom that one can actually get from women? What sets their wisdom apart? You know, when we look at most of our homes that are, most of our homes are run by women. You'll find that the male or the father might be there, but the affairs of the home are run by women. And I'm reminded of my own mother because, you know, my father was a teacher. And as the teacher he was, he would spend most of his time away from home, whether he was at school in afternoon studies or in morning studies. And the person that I had at home who I would learn from, who would be my role model, who would be chatting and giving us direction, would be my mom. When when I would come back from school, maybe having had uh, uh, gotten a zero from a last work or a homework, she would sit me down and say that, my son, no, this is not the way that you should have been doing this. This is not the way, maybe, for example, I remember one day I came home with a zero in math and she sat me down and said, no, my son, why, why did you get such a zero? Go outside, go and pick some stones. If, it, if, you, if you need to do more than just picking up those stones, get some, uh, get, some, get some sticks so that I will teach you how to count. And it was in those moments when I was sitting with her and she was teaching me how to count, teaching me how to do mathematics. She herself had never even gotten as far as maybe even metric. But she had the wisdom to share with me, to teach me how would I learn? How would I learn using the resources that I have? So now it's in these cumulative lessons that I have learned from different kinds of women, from different kinds of works of lives that I would like us to share and remember that women are not uh, uh, women are not people who we should put at, at, at the background to say that no, women will only call you when we need some things to talk about the kitchen or whatever nonsense that women might be coming up with. But women are so powerful. They've got wisdom that would change our lives. Most of us are even products of the lessons that women have, have taught us. I'm happy that you're citing lessons that you personally received immediately from home, from your mom, because 
I would imagine it, it could have gone elsewhere if we just started externally to say there's women like these and that one and this one and that one. I love that. And because you, you speak to issues of empowerment and you, it, would imagine, it would seem rather that you were able to receive this empowerment immediately from home. Yes. Because oftentimes when people talk about women empowerment, it's always peer to peer or women to women. And you don't hear of how women empower other people or women just empower people in general and they don't necessarily look at fellow women as such and and they just empower societies. Let's talk then about lessons that you have been able to observe around empowerment that one can draw from women. You know, I'm reminded of a story that I heard from this rocket scientist and me merely mentioning the fact that she's a rocket scientist. You could think that she, she she's a woman who comes from this perfect world that she would be so intelligent that she would go into rocket science. But when you get to dive into her story, you realize that no, when she tells her own story, she says that I was born in a poor in a poor neighborhood. And this poor neighborhood that I was born in, my mother had to go to a scrapyard, go and find a very big steel that she would put at the wall so that if it happens that there is crime in the community, when the when the gangs are fighting and they are shooting at each other if the bullets come through our house that matter that she would have had put in all around surrounding the house would be the, the first element the first line of defense now she goes on to say that no when i was growing up this one time there was this gang fight in our neighborhood and when this gang fight happened in our neighborhood I mistakenly gave my own input and I didn't know what would be the consequences of me giving my input towards what I was seeing. And what happened was that this gang leader came and then she hit her. When she hit her, she almost cut her uh, she almost cut her eyes off. And while she was at the doctor, thinking about this, when the doctor was performing his surgery, trying to restore her eyesight. And even in, in other instances, when she grew up, she, she tells of the fact that one time she was sexually abused. Now, when you look at these circumstances that she was going under and you look at the outcome of her life, you, you wouldn't be quick to judge, but you realize that no, she had to overcome some extraordinary circumstances experiencing those hardships, those horrific things. And she even goes on to say that the turning point to my life from the trauma that I was experiencing at home, the trauma that I was experiencing in my neighborhood, I also went to a job where it was male dominant, where even I as a woman, when I had my own ideas that would contribute towards the betterment of the missions that we were doing to ensure that the rockets are launched successfully, whether it was in business, enhancing the business processes. I, she never had that opportunity until she met these groups of women. And those women took her to a corner and said, if you are going to, if you have any challenges that you are experiencing here at work, or if this man intimidates you in one, way, in one way or the other, come and talk to us in the toilets. Just call us and we will go to the toilet. And in those instances that she had those quarrels with the men, when they did not value her ideas, when they discriminated her, when they discriminated her on the basis of her gender and they didn't take even her inputs, she would go to that corner and she would talk to those women. They would empower each other. They would encourage her to say that no. even though this might be a male-dominated workforce but you as a woman you are powerful beyond what they think are your limitations you are not only limited to the skirt that you are wearing but you've got great ideas that would better society that would better even the missions that we are focused on and it was through that encouragement as they kept on encouraging each other as they kept on equipping each other helping each other 
because of the lessons that she was learning as a record scientist, she would she would intend that instead of because she couldn't encourage them, she would intend go, go and teach their children. Some of some of their children ended up becoming doctors. Some of them even became politicians. Why? Because they as a as, as a group of women, they saw that the circumstances that they were in were not necessarily favoring them women because of at the time it was back in the eighties where women were looked down upon. But because they came together, they empowered each other. That empowerment went beyond the workforce it went even beyond to towards their families they empowered each other's families also look we're in youth month mm-hmm. and um, if one was to browse through different social media platforms just since june started you keep le- learning and reading about stories of young women who continue to be violated and it's said to be mostly by male perpetrators young yes. and old yes and I want us to talk to that briefly because young people are trying to fend for themselves. Mm-hmm. They're the, the starting businesses, they're going to work and, and so forth. And then it would seem now that there's this instilled fear in young people. Young people no longer feel safe, especially young women, if yes, we, we yes. could just put it in, in that particular regard. Yes. I want us to talk to that particularly because if there are so many lessons that one can draw from women, why do we continue to see this victimization of women so much? And obviously, you can't necessarily answer that question. But if you were to just talk to it, what would you say? I would say we need to get to the root of it all. You know, while I was thinking about this, trying to figure out why is it that we as men are violent and our women that we, we care for and love so much are afraid of us. And I realized that what I would say is the contributing factor was that the model that we had of what it means to be a man, it, it's a flawed model. Okay. Now, like when you when you look back, when you when when the men saw that this is a figure of authority, they saw. Uh, for the lack of a better example, I would use, they, they, they saw the models that they had from apartheid or even colonialism. Because when they saw a display of power, they saw someone with a whip, someone who imposed their own beliefs on them and they wanted them to do their will. And it was watching that particular type of model that men ended up taking that even as a way of let 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 us display these characteristics. And when you ask some of them of some of the guys and you say that why do you treat the women in your life the way that you treat them? Some of them that I asked they said no, it's the, it's the only model that I saw from TV. My role models that I saw on TV which were movie stars, they treated women this way. And as a result, I am Myself. I never had a father myself, but because of the model that I saw from TV, the model that I saw in society, and even from my boss, maybe it was if it was your boss when you were working at the farm, you tend to even think that no, this is the way that I should be treating someone who is, say, for, for the lack of a better word, who is maybe uh, below me in terms of status or what is perceived as power. So I would say that we as men, as much as we are the contributing people towards this this fear that women have when the i i remember one time one of my friends tried to even uh, he was trying to say that no women there are some things that you are exaggerating but one one woman responded and said that you know what you've got the luxury of being a man you don't know what it means for you to go out you wanting to wear whatever it is that you want to wear and someone to be looking at you with this funny eyes that you you would feel that uh, i might get violated so as men we need to get we need to get off our high horses if i may or for the lack of a better word 
and try to understand that no, we as men, we've had the, let me not call it a privilege, but we've had a flawed society that snatched our egos, a flawed society that made us feel that everything revolves around us. But the reality is that it doesn't revolve around us. And the fact that we men are helpers, it doesn't mean that they are our equals. It means that they are far powerful and far more superior than us because if someone is going to help me, it means that person is not my equal, but they are far powerful than me and there are things and there are lessons that I could learn from these women. On our weekly motivation tonight, uh, motivational books author and life coach Ebenezer Mamabula is talking to us around lessons from powerful women. Join the conversation. Our WhatsApp text line is 079-295-1212. Our SMS line is 47861. Start each SMS with the short code EFM and each SMS is charged at one rand fifty. We continue with this conversation after the break. Conversations, Mondays to Thursdays, 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. Have your say. Call us now on 015-151-1058. The time is 19 minutes past 8. This is Conversations on Energy FM 102.1 and Choice FM 101.1. On our weekly motivation tonight, motivational books author and life coach Ebenezer Mamabulo is talking to us about lessons from powerful women. Join the conversation. Our WhatsApp text line is 079 one two one two zero seven nine two nine five one two one two and you can also send us an sms to four seven eight six one that's four seven eight six one start each sms with the short code efm and each sms is charged at one rand fifty every year in south africa in august mm-hmm. Ebenezer, we celebrate phenomenal women mm-hmm. and and in that month we hear of how the women who marched in 1956 were fearless. Mm-hmm. But that does not mean patriarchy wasn't there. Yes, right? yes, yes. It doesn't mean misogyny wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So the practice of diminishing women and suppressing them has always been there. Yes. And in as much as efforts are coming about every day with social media activism and so forth, it would seem that it's one step forward and two steps back. Mm-hmm. But the understanding that one gets is that the women that came before current generations <laughs> understood that there's challenges, but that these challenges have to be fought from within. Yes. And now we spoke about fear that seems to be instilled in women today mm-hmm. because of events that continue to happen, gender-based violence. Mm-hmm. What lessons can women take, particularly young women, what lessons can they take from other phenomenal women who managed to fight despite the existence and the prevalence of all these ills against women. You know, I'm reminded of the great work that the women did when they were fighting for the freedoms that we today take for granted. I I remember when you were looking at the women or when you are reading the history of the women, what you realized was that these women were not afraid of helping each other. Sometimes when they didn't have a place to run when they were running away from the police they would confide in each other they would help each other to fight this continual battle so the one of the lessons that we learn is that women who are united they help each other and they are not afraid of empowering each other as we as men or women 
whatever it is that we are. Let's not be afraid of helping each other. The ills that we are facing as society, it's not only for the politicians to fight, but for us as a whole, both male and female, for us to unite and help fight against this ill. Another one, women, they, they empower each other. Whether we are male or female, let's empower each other. You know, when you look at women and, we, and you see each, them lifting each other up, them encouraging each other, you can't just wait and not be inspired. And I'm, I even remember one of my one of my one of my colleagues. I she didn't know me. She didn't know anything about me. All she knew about me was what she saw, what I was posting on social media. And she contacted me and told me that no, Mr. Mamulo, I love the vision that you are pursuing with your life. Can I come in and help you fulfill this vision that you have? And she came in and she empowered me. So another one, women have got good attitudes. Whatever circumstances that they found themselves in, whether they were good or bad, they made sure that they had an attitude that would help them encounter, not only encounter, but to fight through and conquer whatever challenges that they, they were facing. Another one, women care about each other. Not only do they care about each other, they even care about others. We could even go to so many examples in history where we saw women would, who would step up to feed whoever was fighting a particular struggle. We would see women taking care of the poor. Whatever it is that we, we, we saw in society, women would always step in and show that they do care about others. Another one, they've got goals that they are pursuing. Whether it's goals to make a better home, whether it's goals for successful careers, they've got goals that they are pursuing and we can learn even assess me that no, we should be pursuing goals. Now, when you even go to, I like what Jack Ma said. He said that in my business, I've realized that I need more women because women care. Men might, might have emotional intelligence, but women have got love quotient. What he calls the factor of love that we as men don't have. So they do, they know what, they also know what they want. Powerful women know what they want. They are not going to let a man tell them that no, this is what you want or these are the dreams that you should have. They know what they want and they are not even afraid of pursuing those dreams and goals that they've got. They don't tolerate even injustice. When they see injustice, they don't just shut up. And, and I'm reminded of one time when I was in, in the bus and this guy, he, he someone accidentally, uh, their phone fell. Now, this guy wanted to, to, to take the phone and, and put it in his own pocket. But I saw one brave woman. All I saw was was her standing up and saying, you can't do that. Don't do that. She saw an injustice. Someone was going to lose perhaps maybe their phone or even their lives work. But she, she stood up with the courage and I only saw the scenario because she stood up and fought the injustice. Women, what I've learned from women is that Powerful women don't, don't live their lives to please others. As much as we might want to get the approval of others or we might want others to like, but you can't live your life based on what whether people approve of you, whether people they approve of your dreams or what. So powerful women, they, they don't live their lives to please anyone. Even if, even if it's a male who maybe might want to be pleased in whatever ways, they don't live their lives to please others. One thing I've learned about women is that they are, not al they are also not afraid of taking on challenges. When they've got challenges that they are facing, whether it's at home or wherever, they are not afraid of those challenges. They know that they've got the power within them to encounter and only and conquer those challenges. I've also noticed that women are not afraid of taking calculated risk. You know, it's very risky for a woman to 
say for example to go out there and and and, and expose herself and her gifts and her talents in a male dominated area but powerful women what i've learned is that they are not even afraid of even the challenge that men would even try to impose or try to to, to become a better challenge they are not even afraid of even ex- even sharing what's on their minds when they've got something that they want to share with the world or something that it's close to their hearts they will go out and share what's on their mind and i've also learned that they don't even stop developing their minds you know powerful women they don't they don't stop when when they when they get whatever it is that they are getting maybe if it's academic wise they don't stop there they know that for me to continually be adding value to myself to continually be adding value to society changing society contributing towards the betterment of society i need to continually be developing my mind another one they are they are not afraid of being inspired by others they are not threatened by the inspiration of others when they see rebecca shining in her area of gifting they are not afraid to even come along her and support her give her the support that she needs to make her business thrive to make her family thrive to make whatever it is that she's pursuing in the community to thrive another one what i've learned is that and this is probably I don't want to sound as if I am shaming women or, or their bodies. But what I've learned is that powerful women, they not only take care of their minds, but they also take care of their bodies. You know, I remember one time I was at the doctor and, and he shared with me that, you know, some of these problems that we are seeing, this this upcoming and new developing diseases, what would what would stop these diseases that are coming out is that if, if women would just do one, two, three, four, and maybe move a little bit so that they would take good care of their health, this problems that they are having health-wise, they wouldn't be having. So powerful women are not even afraid to take care of their own health and their well-being. And I'm reminded of one of my coaches. She, she's, a, she's a powerful woman. And every time when I've got something that I want to do or when I want to strengthen my body, I usually go to her and ask her, what can I do? And one day she shared with me and she said, the reason that I exercise, the reason that I take good care of my body and my health, it's not necessarily because I want to lose weight or I want to meet a specific size. But it's because of the empowerment, the mindset, and the attitude that me being fit would give me. And when when, I, when she shared with me that, I found that, no, this is very powerful. So these are some of the lessons that I've been learning from these powerful women that I've had around me. Tomorrow is Youth Day mm-hmm. in South Africa. Mm-hmm. As we conclude, let's leave it on that particular note with the understanding that tomorrow is Youth Day. And um, when we spoke earlier with the political analyst and we were asking if present day generations actually have full understanding of what their mission is, mm-hmm. because we spoke about how challenges that women experience in present day are not necessarily new. They, yes. They've always been there. Mm-hmm. With that particular understanding, if you were to talk to young women and men who are listening to us now, particularly for them to understand how important it is for them to know that they're equals mm-hmm. and to, to do away with this conditioning that always told them that men are superior, hence they have to rule over women and ultimately suppress them. What would you say? I would say that no one owes you anything. No woman, no woman owes any man submission or whatever it is that you might want to call it, whether you might want to call it a, a submission or whatever it is. No one owes you that thing. If you are going to get the respect that you would desire from your partner, whether it's your male partner or your female partner, you need to earn that respect. If you want to get love from a woman, you need to earn that love. So as we are going to be celebrating Youth Day and the sacrifices that our fellow youth have done, let's appreciate the fact that we are all equals. We are be- we are not better than anyone, but we are the same. 
him. When when God was creating us, he created us equal. He gave us all the power that we need. Men and women, we are both endowed with the seeds of greatness. Whatever it is that we can do, we can do together. Okay. Let's make sure that we are united. Mm. Our quote of the week? Our quote of the week comes from Rone Ware. And she talks about the five regrets of the living. And if we don't learn these lessons that these powerful women have taught us, we might find ourselves regretting this. The first regret... Some people wish when when she interviewed these women, these people that were dying, she realized that number one, they wish that they hadn't worked so hard. You know, you work so hard that you forget to even do other things that you wanted to do or to nurture your family. Another one, they wish that they had the courage to express their own feelings. Number three, they wish they had stayed in touch with their friends and family. And the last one, they wish they had let themselves be happier. Mm-hmm. So don't let anyone get in the way of your own happiness. Mm-hmm. Your contact details? My contact details on all of the social medias. Just search for Ebenez Mahulo. And if you are on Twitter, search for King AB, King underscore AB. And when you're booking me as a speaker or as a coach, contact me on 071-639-7807. Thank you very much, Ebenezer. That's our time. Coming up next is Matumo Manaka. Thanks to the show's content producer, Mami Morashwa, our technical producer, Emmanuel Quinda, and to you for always listening and interacting. I'm Rebecca Pala. Enjoy the rest of your evening and stay safe.